Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get lady time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi ho ho, it's me, Quasimodo, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Babby and Paul. Hello. Paul's back. Let's go. I was gone? Yeah, you were gone last week. Oh. Do you remember that? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know. Um, but yeah, we're back. Um, I uh, I should probably say that my name is not referenced to anything in the news. It is referenced to something that is happening in real life. Um, and is continuing to happen in real life. And I hate it. So... Okay. But, but you know, you know, I'll just leave it there because we have so much to talk about this week. It's been a huge week in terms of media. Um, we had a King Gizzard record come out. Pretty good. We had the Mario movie trailer come out. Pretty epic. Um, and then a lot of movie stuff. Again, I don't know what's going on. Just all the movie studios are like, hey, we're pushing out all of our movies now. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And we have one show thing that apparently is controversial. So we'll talk about that too. But we'll start with gaming. Everybody loves gaming. We talked about gaming. We talked Not about me. D&D last time. We won't talk about D&D this time. It was our most Dang controversial it. segment. Yes. Everyone hated it. So thanks for I the didn't, feedback. I didn't see it. Well, you should listen to the podcast. It's a good podcast. Yeah, too long. Sometimes I listen to the podcast while I'm editing. And I'll just, like, I'll have the podcast finished editing, and then I'll just, like, let it play, and then I forgot that I'm supposed to be exporting it because I'm having such a good time listening to myself talk about the things I talked about the day before. Does that make me a narcissist? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just think we have great conversations and I like listening to them. I like listening to them over and over and over. No, over I don't again. listen to them over and over again. Over and over and over. I have not listened to a full podcast. Oh, uh, no, you have. Except for the first one we did on Spotify because I thought it was cool that we had a <laughs> podcast on Spotify, so I did listen to that yeah. one. Um, but enough meta gaming. Let's talk about meta. gaming. Ah, funny Mm-mm. stuff. Mm-mm. We got news from everyone's favorite game publisher and developer, CD Projekt Red. They had a big old roadmap announcement this week. I think it was like their 15th anniversary, 20th anniversary. I don't know. It was something like that. But they broke down what the immediate future is going to be for their release games, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of like when Bethesda was like, hey, over the next 15 years, these are the four games we're going to be pushing out. Um, But this one seems to be a little more immediate. I don't know. Probably not. But we got, they confirmed a cyberpunk squeakquel, which, you know, I don't know if that's what everybody wanted to hear right now. Considering the game is still pretty broken. It's it's gotten better, but it's still broken. Um, I did see that Cyberpunk has reached its highest concurrent players on Steam since the game's launch. So, good job. Because of the show. Because of the show. I, well, there was a big update, yeah. too. So it was kind of like those two things where the update fixed a bunch of things. And so I think people are going back to it and they're like, it's, it's a new man, no man's sky. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, the game worked pretty well for me. <laughs> <laughs> it I feel worked. like I got a rare case. Yeah, I think you did. Um, it worked so well for me. I didn't play it. See, there you go. Just watch a video and you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't watch a video of it. I don't know anything about the game. Uh, it takes place in a in a futuristic a city at night. A oh, city stop at night. So seriously. And the and only successful business in the entire planet is Adam and Eve. 
Nice. The yes. entire city is made up of sex stores and prostitution halls and VR sex things. Uh, and then there's like one bar. That's Night City. Nice. Um, pretty cool. That's true. pretty cool maybe the stuff you were looking for I don't know Uh, I'm over exaggerating obviously but also it's not a good game no it's not dang it I'm sorry but if you wanted to play a bad game again then you could play the sequel coming uh, at an unforeseen time Um, it sounds like they've split their dev team in three which I don't know if that's the the best idea because they're already split in half. Keep splitting Cyberpunk. them up. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Witcher 3 came well, out, it was just one one big studio, and there was, like, a little tertiary one that was working on Cyberpunk. Um, and then eventually, as The Witcher 3 was getting close to finishing, then they kind of moved people over. But now it seems like they have three things going on at the same time. So we'll see how that works. Um, so they've got their cyberpunk sequel. They announced another Witcher trilogy, um, which I don't know. I, I don't know how many people played the Witcher one and two. Uh, I know like everybody and their dad has played Witcher three. So I guess it would be kind of cool to see a new Witcher. I don't know. Also, there's a new IP, uh, coming. Why did I, my notes are not finished. <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. I said, also, new IP, Hadar. We don't know anything about it, but I wrote, which is set to be very, I don't know. Very what is it? old version of the doc. Hadar. 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 It's H-A-D-A-R. Hadar. Bill Hadar. Bill Hadar. Um, let me see. Hadar, CD Project Red. Oh, it's a code name. Uh... Project is in earliest stage of creative process, which means we are not developing any game yet, but working exclusively on the foundation for this new setting. Okay, so that one's not in development. So they're just splitting two. So there you go. Fake news. <laughs> it's fake news, fake news. But I corrected myself, so I feel like I get a pass. Unlike GameSpot, <laughs> which I don't know. I, I didn't write this down, but I did see that... Um, fandom which is the company that runs like it's like wikia um that big like every single like fan wiki is on that page i saw they bought like a bunch of gaming publications including like GameSpot. um and i'm like okay that's big i don't know why fandom is getting into the gaming journalism <laughs> side of things but go off king that website is going to be impossible to navigate now because those wiki pages are cluttered with ads all over the place. So, cool. Hey, we got Sony news. Everybody loves Sony. Except for Hideo Sony. Kojima. I don't, I don't know wh- what went wrong with Sony and Kojima, but Kojima has officially jumped ship and is going to Xbox. He's, he fell in love with Phil Spencer. He's like, this is a really cool box. And then Hideo Kojima's like, ah, yes, I love boxes. Ah, yes. So, yeah, we'll talk about that. But we do have to talk about Sony stuff. Um, Sony did a big move where they said that their new upcoming PlayStation Live service titles will launch on both PS5 and PC concurrently. Um, So that would mean, like, I don't... I'm not going to confirm this because we don't know. But it would include, like, multiplayer games like, assumedly, The Last of Us multiplayer thing that is coming next summer. It sounds like that that might be slated for both a PC and a PS5 release uh, on the same day, a la Xbox Game Pass. So, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's a good move. Um, I'm glad that PC is kind of becoming a hub where... Uh, it's a good alternative to console gaming because before it was like, well, you, you have a PC for PC games, but then you still got to get like a Nintendo switch, which, which you still have to still get a Nintendo switch. But if you wanted to play your PlayStation games or the new halo game, then you'd have to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation four. And now it seems like everything's kind of coming to PC, which makes it a good hub. 
So Nintendo needs to start porting games over to the PC, which will never, ever, ever happen. <laughs> Nintendo has been very... You can emulate them very easily. Yes. I saw... Again, I didn't write this down, but uh, the Steam Deck, um, they officially... You can order them without a reservation. And in that trailer where they announced it, one of the games on the library was the Nintendo Switch emulator. Let's in, go. In the official Valve trailer. Um, That's awesome. Kind of crazy. They know, what's up. they know. They know what people are using they it for. Know. It's um, weird because, like, why would you just not get a Switch? I don't know. It's. I Well, here's the thing that with that specific Switch emulator, you have to input the keys from the your Switch games for it to be playable. Oh. You can't just, oh, like, download it. ROMs on your Steam Deck. Got it. So... I've some people are like, eh, well, it's good because then you can kind of have everything on one handheld device. Um, but then the Nintendo fanboys like, you, how dare you stand for emulation? You should buy games to support the developers. Don't you know that piracy is not a victimless crime? It's Nintendo. It's Thank Nintendo. Nintendo, like. They're probably going to copyright strike this podcast for saying It's a company anything. that will never fail. You are good to pirate yes. as much as you would like. They just made a movie. And they're going to yeah. be making more movies. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're fine. Okay? Pirate as much <laughs> as you want. I guess legally don't do that. Yeah. I'm not saying you explicitly should, but there's no moral uh, degeneracy that comes with it. No. There's no ethical quandaries no, as there should no, there should be no ethical quandaries do it because really all you're doing <laughs> if you're if you're uh if you're pirating a pc game that's on steam then really you're just stealing money from valve and valve is fine so there you go i am i am pro piracy uh even right. though even though personally i do not i don't know how and i'm not smart enough to figure it out and i don't have a vpn but who knows, you know, maybe one day, one day when I go to Harvard or something and figure everything out. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Sony News, uh, Ragnarok has officially gone gold. Hooray. Hooray. We're about, I think we're under a month as of, of this podcast coming out. I believe Ragnarok comes out on the 9th of November. Um, gotta get going. Yeah, you got to go. It's, yeah. Uh, Does it come out on PC or anything? No, I don't. Think okay, so. I got time. I you got, got time. time. You got time. You might get a spoiled. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know where I get a spoiled. Honestly, if I complain. Okay. So you're probably fine. Um, yes, that comes out on November 9th. I am so pumped. I love God of War. Probably one of my favorite games of the last generation. So. Very excited for that. Um, do I need to explain what going gold means? I know it. Every I know everyone here knows what that means, but should I explain it to the audience? I feel like Wait. I've said it before. No promises. Everyone here actually gold. knows what it means. Okay, <laughs> I appreciate you being honest. Uh, hey, I didn't say anything. Hey, okay. uh, I'm anything. I'm- <laughs> so when a game goes gold, that means that the game is officially. Um, out of development it is the master copy of the game has been sent to the disc manufacturers to start printing copies and then they will start distributing those to game stores around uh the planet uh developers in between the time that the game goes gold and the global release are going to be working on the day one patch so you got a month to officially like kind of clean up the game a little bit um that's why sometimes uh day one passes are like 10 gigs uh, because their game is absolutely broken and they shipped it off broken. Um, So sometimes you see, this is a little bit of a tangent, sometimes you see like pre-release footage, like for example, when No Man's Sky released, there was a copy that was leaked and put on eBay and the game was very broken, but he he defended it by saying, well, the day one patch wasn't out yet so i'm sure a lot of these bugs will be fixed they weren't but some were but a lot some were but yeah that game was absolutely broken so we'll see i have not seen 
I don't think reviews have come out. We'll probably wait a couple weeks to we'll see some God of War reviews when they start sending out review copies. Um, even though I don't think the first God of War sent out release copies. That might be a lie, but I thought I, I think I remember that being a thing. Like, you do a bit of fibbing here. I, I might do a little bit of fibbing. I could Google it. Uh, review copies. No, they definitely got sent out review copies. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but it isn't God of War 2018. So, sorry for fibbing. I corrected myself. That's the second time I've gotten something wrong and then corrected myself. That's crazy. Podcast. That's great. At least you're correcting yourself. Yeah, that's right. I could be spreading just... Because we're an old new economy. You know, I have so much journalistic integrity. I feel like I really got to uh, protect myself. Yeah. Cover my bases. I'm not going to yeah. be like that journalist in The Wire Season 5. Of course. A very specific reference. It is very specific. <laughs> uh, Kojima. Everybody loves Kojima. He has a podcast. I haven't listened to it. Um, I have no interest in listening to the Hideo Kojima podcast because I feel like I would lose my mind. Um, listening to that man talk is like, I, I don't know, t- talking to, like, Christopher Nolan or something. It's like, you're way too out of it for me, my guy. But he makes some interesting things. Um, Kojima famously made the Metal Gear Solid franchise, and then Konami kicked him out publicly and then denied him being able to accept the award for Metal Gear Solid Five. So he said, screw you, I'm making my own company. The logo is a scary Spartan guy with it's a skull. And then he made Death Stranding, and now he's making a new game with Microsoft, and Elle Fanning is going to be in it. Continuing with the tradition of putting Hollywood actors in video games, something that I am adamantly against, but I see why people do it. So, I love Norman Dingus. I have nothing against the actors that are put in video games, but... I think a lot of... There's always a but. There's always a but. (laughs) I think it really limits character designers and the art that can kind of go into designing a good character when you just input whoever... Maybe God shouldn't have designed Norman Dingus to look so good. (laughs) I have nothing against Norman Dingus. It it happens all all the time. This guy in Norman Dingus. I like Norman Dingus. Today I will cause violence. I, I... Honestly, I don't think I've seen Norman Dingus in anything. I know he's the Walking Dead guy. I have not seen the Walking Dead. He's like Dead. only the Walking Dead guy. Yeah. I think that's like his, his only big thing. He was also going to be in Silent Hills, a game that Ko- uh, Kojima was making partnered with Konami until Konami kicked him out. And now everybody wants Silent Hills to come out, even if Kojima's not attached, which means it's going to be bad. There's, there's your update on... Uh, on uh, gaming, I guess. Oh, he was in the Boondock Saints. And Blade 2. So he's been around. Those are two great films. I have not seen Boondock Saints or Blade 2. I haven't seen the first Blade, actually. I probably should. I've heard it's pretty epic. Let's talk about show news. Uh... Okay, the only thing that we have to talk about with show news is this freaking Velma trailer. Um, I, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but HBO Max is making a... I think uh, we brought it up before. I might have brought it up. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little update. I, well, I mean, nothing, because we know little about it. HBO Max is making an adult Scooby-Doo animated show. Centering on Velma. It's called Velma. Uh, We got the first trailer for it. I know. (laughs) Crazy stuff. Uh, Even though they already made a movie called Velma and Daphne um, in like 2018, uh, nobody remembers that because it's like one of the only live action Scooby Doo movies that's like a musical, I think. It's weird. It's a weird movie. I implore everyone to look up funny YouTube videos about it because I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Um, but we got this new animated series. It's been pretty controversial. Uh, I don't really care about it. I was interested in the premise of an adult Scooby-Doo 
thing because um, although that's pretty much just like it's not like supernatural or um, I don't know I don't know ghost ghost shows or monster shows except for river ghost monsters. Tentis. I could I guess Ghost Adventures is kind ghost of like Adventures. with Zach yeah. Baggins. I love yeah. Zach Baggins. Um, but my my uh, my interest in it like immediately waned when I found out that Mindy Kaling. Uh, I don't know if she wrote and directed it, um, but she is Velma. I have nothing against Mindy Kaling as a person. She seems to be very delightful. I uh, do not care for her comedy stylings um and maybe it's just because i've seen her in the office and she was like my least favorite character in the office maybe i just hold a grudge um and you know maybe i need to give some of her stuff a shot i don't know but she's playing velma uh we got constance Wu as daphne uh sam richardson as norville who I guess is Shaggy, but Norville. they named him Norval. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know why that is. Uh, and then we got Glenn Howerton as Fred, which that's a great cast. I do like that yeah. quite a bit. Uh, Glenn Howerton, of course, is Dennis and Always Sunny. Um, that's it. He was in season one of Fargo. AP Bio. That's it. That's all that Glenn Howerton has ever been in, except he's always in movies just in the background. Um, and I think it's become a little bit controversial, this trailer, because they did a bunch of race swippy swappies with uh, the gang uh, in accordance to who's voice acting them. So Mindy Kaling, uh, Velma is now Indian, Constance Wu is now Asian, Sam Richardson, a.k.a. Uh, Shaggy, Norval is black. I, I, I don't Fred's know why they named Yeah, Fred is a twink because Glenn Howerton is a twink. Of course. So, um, yeah, I, I don't care about that. Um, I, I mean, I, I've talked about this. I talked about this when the Lord of the Rings show came out. I do not care about the races of characters uh if you have an issue with it that says more about you than it does the show um but if a show like goes out of their way to make like a diverse cast and they like netflix movie it then it kind of becomes distracting um in my opinion but yeah i don't know we don't maybe you should check your privilege bro maybe i should but now this show looks bad I mean, it looks fine. Like we, the one joke we got was bad <laughs> in the yeah. trailer, but like, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the show will be better. No I'm not Scooby Doo in it. it, so like I'm not watching. So it. So far, Is no Scooby Doo, just no, Norval. Okay. I, yeah, I thought that <laughs> they weren't gonna have enough. Scooby in the show at all. I don't know. I have not. They didn't know how to write him for an. I'm pretty sure Scooby's not going to appear in the show. That would, yeah. Here's what you do. Okay. here. What would you do if you were going to design a Scooby-Doo adult show? I'd do the same thing as the main series, but make it an adult show because it's already pretty good. Yes. Okay. I was going to say get James Gunn to do it and then just let yes, him go. do that. Because he made those Scooby-Doo live-action movies, the first ones in the early 2000s. And those bang. They still bang. They're great, but there's a lot holding them back. Like, it, the CGI definitely has not aged very well. Oh, yeah. Some of the jokes don't land. But James Gunn famously has been very vocal about the fact that the studio really kind of cracked down on what he could do with those movies. I would love to see a... Uh, a James Gunn Scooby-Doo movie. No reins. Just let him go. Make him make the Suicide Squad, but for Scooby-Doo. I think it would be great. Um, and I, I don't know if I would get Mindy Kaling, the office girl, to write it. That's all I'm going to say. The other Scooby-Doo thing looks really good, though. The Yes, there people are up in arms about that, too. Why? Because um, she's gay. Because she's gay. Yes. Oh, that's just a Fox News. Clip it's thing. it's the Fox I, people. I, I don't um, know. The animation on that looks 
sick though. Like I, I as far as I can tell, frame by frame, it, it, it's sick. If, if uh, you know, when it comes to like the two D animated Scooby Doo movies, for the most part, you can't go wrong. They it seem to so be good. pretty consistent uh, throughout, except for maybe like the. I don't, the weird ones where it's like Scooby Doo and WWE Kiss. crossover, yeah, those are <laughs> like, eh. but yeah. like the actual ones, so they like have a story and it's like a, yeah, a real animated thing. They tend to be pretty solid, um, but yeah, people are are really up in arms about uh, Velma being gay. I do not care. Um, and Velma's been queer coded since the sixties, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like the only one. Well, I guess Shaggy just loves food. He's probably asexual. He's just a stoner. Or, or <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, he's he's a bestiality guy. Maybe it's him and Scoob. Maybe I hope. They, they just never show it. I think it's just a bromance. It, that could be fun. Yeah. Like like the hit movie Bros. Yeah, but not like no gay sex. <laughs> There's Just like romance. barely gay sex and bros. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it is there is something. <laughs> just, I just to differentiate, I don't think Shaggy should bang the dog. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think there could be some like cute flirty stuff that's like somewhat ironic, you know? Between Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just have him be like a buddy cop thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, Except not do cops. A, do a Fast and Furious too, or they're just basically dating. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in Scoob, the that movie, and I'm not interested in Velma. Really. IP's um, going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Warner Brothers is really just like, hey, do what you want. Anybody can make a Scooby-Doo. Anybody can make a Scooby-Doo. Which I do kind of respect. I respect that over, like, how Disney really cracks the whip when it comes to, like, who can make Marvel content and who can make Star Wars content. It's like, just let people make, tell stories, and if they contradict, who cares? It's fun. Star Wars fans care. Star Wars fans care. I guess. I don't care. I think it's just fun. Well, let's move on to You're movie. like a reasonable Star Wars fan, though. I'm a reasonable. I'm pretty into it, but I'm not uh, I'm not the type of dude to, to tweet at Kelly Marie Chan. You do go outside, though, sometimes. Barely. Barely. Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans never go outside. They just all, they're chronically online. Yes. I listen to Crosby, Stills, and Nash and <laughs> drink mushroom tea. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> nope. Nope. Legally, no. Okay, okay. Uh, and illegally, no. <laughs> and illegally, no. I don't even know where to get that. Uh, uh, yeah. Someone someone, let me know in I'm the comments. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> I don't <know> yet. <laughs> let me know a legal place where I can buy uh Legal? No mushroom. way you're getting that. No, but someone will know. Someone in the comments, send me yeah, a link okay. to Seth Rogen's Mushroom Company, and I'll try it out. Uh, but let's move on to movie news, because we have a decent amount of movie news to talk about. Uh, I'll save the biggest thing for last, the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, I feel like I might get some groans over what I'm most excited about, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just you guys will have to uh, play up your re- reactions and be like, yeah, that's a great thing. Uh, but first thing we got to talk about, uh, Glass Onion. The Glass Onion. Yes, the upcoming Ryan Johnson joint. Um, it comes out on Christmas on Netflix, but there's this huge partnership Um this is the first time a Netflix movie has gotten a wide theatrical release. So if you have access to, I believe, an AMC, a Cinemark, or a Regal Cinema, it's getting a wide release on Thanksgiving, which is like a whole month ahead. Oh. Um, tickets go live today, as of this podcast coming out. That is Monday, October 10th, 2022. 
uh, and it's going to be that whole week for Thanksgiving. It's been that's great. I I'm very excited. The fact that one of my most uh, I think this is uh, my most anticipated movie of the year. I have not seen any trailers for anything that has interested me as much as Glass Onion. Uh, the fact that I'm going to be able to see it like a month early, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, I think it's like 600 U.S. theaters, so hopefully one near me is picked, because then I will be a happy boy. And I wanted to take a brief tangent to talk about the news, all the stuff that has come out against Ryan Johnson. The news. I'm going to defend my boy, because there have been serious allegations brought up against Ryan Johnson, and I am going to put my journalistic integrity on the line to defend him in the best way I know how. Uh, I'm not affiliated with this man. I don't know what happened. I'm, just... He's already lost <laughs> I'm setting it up in a you way lost that... the radical me. <laughs> I'm setting it up in a way that it sounds like he did something really horrible, but in actuality, it, everyone's just been coming out saying that he's like the nicest dude ever. Uh, yeah. Daniel Craig did like an know. interview and he's like, I will keep working with Ryan Johnson as long as he keeps calling my agent. I love this dude so much. He respects the cast and crew. And he, like, <laughs> has great a great workplace. And it's like, that's what I like to see. Please keep doing that, Ryan Johnson. Plus, he's uh, Ryan Johnson is great friends with Edgar Wright, who also has a good reputation for being nice on set. So, keep it up. Keep it up, Hollywood. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Keep it up, you two directors. I speak uh, about no other directors in uh, relation to how they treat people on set. Most of all, David S. Russell. I think that's his name. I, that guy treats people very bad. Bet you didn't know that. Gonna go see Amsterdam because you're excited to see Margot Robbie and Christian Bale and John David Washington when the guy abuses people on set. So he's the Jared Leto of directors. <laughs> Speaking of damaged, uh, we got, I guess this is confirmation. The flash is coming out. Uh, Ezra Miller, famous, famous actor. <laughs> Ezra Miller shot a day of pickups last week on the Warner brothers lot for the Let's flash. Go. I guess they're back. Maybe coming back. Um, I don't know how he did that legally, or they did that legally, because um, I'm pretty sure they're still wanted. Uh, I don't I, know what's I, happening. I'm pretty sure I saw that there's still a warrant out uh, for good boy Ezra. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, oh, so it is happening. I thought that got canned. I was kind of hoping it got canned, um, just to watch the DC fanboys squirm a little bit, but I guess not. So... Wah, wah. Uh, this is um, uh, this next one is a little bit weird, but I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, there is a film adaptation of the book The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood um, that is it got picked up by a studio, and it was originally Raylo fan fiction. That's that's Ray that's and awesome. Kylo Ren from the Star Wars Squeakquel trilogy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of weird. Although, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was originally Twilight fan fiction, and that has a whole film trilogy, so. That's true. It happens. Never kink shame. Never. Well, it wasn't kink shaming. I was just surprised that fan fiction made it on the silver screen. Not once, but twice. Now. At least four times. At least four times. I know Stephanie Meyer's writing fan fiction where it's like, Here's the Twilight books if it's from Edward's point of view. Here's the Twilight books if their genders were swapped. Which, by the way, is creepy. Here's the Twilight books if they were furries. She should do that. She should do it where they're swapped, where the the vampires are werewolves and the werewolves are vampires. Ooh, that'd be kind of good. I'm sure someone's already done that. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm sure someone's already done gender swapping and from Edward's point of view, too. Oh, absolutely. For sure. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, But let's jump into some Nintendo movie news. 
we'll, like we'll get to the trailer. More like Nintendo. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Okay, that's what that's all that's I'll true. say about this Mario movie trailer. <laughs> you see, what, if you nin, Nintendo has officially launched a website Bro. for their new Nintendo Pictures brand. I guess this is their new movie studio. Um, the their slogan or their little tagline is this brand aims to produce unique and surprising video content based on nintendo's ip there's a website you can go to it's nintendo-pictures.co.jp which means that the entire page is in japanese but it's out there so there you go uh i think this confirms that we are getting a animal crossing movie that's cool i love animal crossing I would love to see Tom Nook up on a silver. I want to see Isabel, played by. Uh, oh, who would you pick? Who's your dream uh, cast for Isabel? Uh, I don't know why Jeanette McCurdy popped into my head. That was just the first person I thought of. You know, I could. It's really see strange, it. but it could actually work. I could see it, but I think it is unlikely, considering yeah. she uh, very she publicly yeah. uh, <laughs> is against acting. I feel like you can find a pretty good Isabel casting. Yeah. Well, I'm just... The only one that's coming to my mind is Amy Poehler, and that's just because she kind of looks like Isabel with the blonde hair and stuff. True, yeah. Maybe we need someone that looks like the exact opposite of Isabel so that it's funny. Like Leslie Jones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but not, she acts like Isabel. <laughs> that's not a good casting. Do not do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's talk about casting. We got the first Mario movie trailer. It was a, a minute and a half of pure bliss. Um, it was so good. It was really good. Um, I thought it was funny that they brought the penguins from Mario 64 in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see one of them get chucked off a cliff. Um, yeah, there was no death, unfortunately. There was no death. I think it was implied when Bowser burned. Yeah, but I want to see it. Castle. I want to see everything. You're not going to see that in an illumination. I want to see Jack Black rip a penguin in half. Okay, now you're talking about something completely different. Not even Sony Pictures would show that. And they're the most risque mm. animation company. Yeah, <laughs> they made the emoji movie. They made the emoji oh, movie. God. That's the riskiest thing you could do. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. I think everyone kind of has the same opinion on this trailer. Um, yeah. Jack Black is really good. He's a great Bowser. Um, he's a great voice actor. He is a great voice actor. Um, even though as Poe, he's just kind of doing like his voice. But this one, he like really, he, oh, like, he changed D, it. Well, that's this true. One, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's true. He's, he's good. Uh, he's a great Bowser. I love him. I love uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I did not even realize that that was Keegan-Michael Key. I was like, oh, wow. I forgot that he was Toad. Um, even the little the little bit of Charlie Day we got as Luigi. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Uh, which, I mean, I feel like I called that as soon as that cast went up. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was excited to hear. Charlie, Charlie Day is perfect. Uh, Mario is bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Chris Pratt as Mario is really bad, which I think everyone knew going yeah. in but it was hyped up because like as soon as all the backlash was coming in as chris pratt mario chris pratt was like in interviews being like this interview this voice i did for mario it's unlike anything you've ever heard like i really went above and beyond for this role and then you get to the trailer and it's just his voice he didn't do anything he didn't even do an italian accent which like every this other is, dub of the offensive. movie did this is offensive to me as a poc Person of Carbonara. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, were you offended by like the Brazilian dubs or like the French dubs? No, because those actually sounded really good. <laughs> okay, so you were you were offended by Chris Pratt not doing the accent? Yeah. Okay. I feel okay. like it's Mario's thing, you know. Of course. Yeah. And Charles Martinet is no, he's French. Yeah, but he kills it. But he's great. Yeah. Weird, weird move. Uh, I saw that there's a petition to get Charlie or Charles Martinet to replace him. That's not gonna do anything, you stupid. Someone idiot. just pay Charles Martinet 
a million cameos <laughs> and just have him recite every single line from the movie and then dub it over. You know, I I would love to see that. If they like, I don't know where this would even release. I don't know where Illumination release the Schneider going. cut. I would love to see like a, a different version where like the prey had like the English version and the Comanche version where it's like one yeah. version with Chris Pratt and one version with the actual Mario voice actor. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. Uh, I have been seeing people or like say Idris Elba as Mario. Oh, there's someone completely. Yeah. Completely you know what? Completely different. How about you get like I'd an actual Idris Italian Elba person? Nah, that'd be too, no, that'd be too risky. You don't that'd think so? Risky. Not, yeah. you don't want Robert De Niro as a, uh, Mario. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like that. Uh, they could do like an audio deep fake and get James Gandolfini to be Mario. He's like, I'll get the fucking mushroom. Mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be good. Um, yeah. Doesn't look it's good. It's Italian discrimination. <laughs> Are you going to join the Anti-Italian Defamation League? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a wise move. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone should sue the movie and then get the movie canceled. <laughs> Don't cancel uh, it. Just replace the just, main Just actor. replace uh, the main yeah. guy. Because I'm interested. I'm in. I'm in. I'll watch it reluctantly, but I will watch it. I'll watch it excitedly. Okay. I'll, I'll have to decide whether or not I watch it day one um, for that podcast. Um which will be in the spring. We don't know a release day. We have a release window. Um, but I'm, I, I don't even know if Nintendo has confidence in this because they released, yeah, they did their own studio and then they like kind of publicly were like, we're not going to work with illumination in the future. So that's not a good sign. You could say they Nintendo don't have confidence. You could say Ooh. that. <sighs> Nintendo is what illumination, the illumination. Get it. This is like that Garfield comic <laughs> strip where it's like the oven of off of out joke. Yeah, it's yeah. just so confusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the Mario movie is gonna have some some tough competition because we got some movie. Wow, we got some info on the new FNAF movie. Is this the bite of eighty seven? Maybe. Jim Henson's company is doing the animatronics. I don't know if that's a good... I think it's a good sign. Um, Here's a bad sign. It's produced by Blumhouse. Uh, Basically, the fast food of horror movies. Uh, Not saying... I wouldn't expect there to be anything but for a FNAF (laughs) movie. Yes. Uh, Blumhouse is like the... um, it's like a trashy A24 um, where sometimes there's like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Like Get Out is a Blumhouse movie. It's mm-hmm. crazy that Get Out is a Blumhouse movie, but it is. And then like other times it's like Paranormal Activity 7 or whatever. Like they just crank movies out and it, most of them are garbage. Um, it's mostly like a factory. So uh, not a great sign, but, you know, fine. Uh, and f- oh, never mind. Filming is starting in spring of twenty twenty three. Dang it. Mario is gonna be fine. They're not gonna. Have, they're not gonna have competition with FNAF. Good. Good. Mario wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I forgot who's directing it, but I think she's like um. She's an indie, uh, horror director. Which is usually how Blumhouse works. There's like, there's like an indie darling that makes like two decent movies, and then Blumhouse picks them up, and then they make them churn out horrible stuff. That's also how like Marvel works. Marvel does that too. Star Wars doesn't do that because they don't make movies anymore. Um, but I'm sure they would have if they kept making movies. Uh, so. There we go, FNAF movie. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm most excited about. Okay? The Neil, the new Neil Breen movie's done. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm oh, going to be busy yeah. that weekend. <laughs> here's the tweet from Neil Breen himself. 
I have 100% completed my new theatrical feature film. My sixth, space, exclamation point, exclamation point. Don't have a website yet. It's amazing, space, exclamation point, exclamation point. You will love it. Very different. Follow me and I'll post updates. Film festivals, here we come. Thanks for the indie support, space, exclamation point, exclamation point. Nice. I'm pumped. You know, good for him. Good for him. Good for Neil. Uh, I don't know how his last thing did. Not, not Twisted Pair. Twisted Pair did great, but so bad. You haven't seen it yet. Wait, we didn't watch them. Every I time I try to bring it up, nobody wants to watch it. I wonder why. Because <laughs> it's fun. I've we watched seen through freaking double double dash. No, double down is bad. <laughs> That was the worst movie I've ever seen, and I think you like completely killed everybody's like, like Neil Neil Breen uh, viewing experiences. Well, I think because we started with the best one, I should have ended yeah. with Fateful Findings. If we did Double Down first and then went into Fateful Findings, I think that would well, then been it, then you'd see some improvement. But yeah, like, it'd be not chronological at all. I don't think we did chronological. I think we did Fateful Findings first because I found that movie and I thought it was funny. And then it was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we watched these guys' other movies? So we did Double Down and Pass Through, both of which were really bad. Really although, bad. Although Pass Through did have its moments. There, yeah, that's true. Double Down was just... Double Down was awful. Really not nothing of a movie. Twisted Pair is weird. It's a weird in-between between... Uh, like Fateful Findings and Pass Through, where he's kind of gone off on his libertarian fantasy, um, but he's also super against AI, and the CGI is really bad, which makes it really funny, and there are highlight scenes. I think anytime Neil Breen gets, like, directs an actor to act, it's the funniest thing ever, because he might be the worst director of all time. Or and or he just has the worst actors that that sign on to be his on his movies, which is equally possible. Um, so, yeah, you know maybe one day, one day when you y'all forget how bad Double Down and Pass Through were, maybe we'll watch Twisted Pair. I think it's pretty funny, not as good as Fateful Findings, but it's it might be my second favorite of his actually. Next time you're down here, just hit me up and we'd watch it. We don't need Babby. You'd, you would just watch a Neil Breen movie with me? Sure, why not? I'll get I'll be down in two weeks. Two weeks? I won't be down in two weeks. Oh. I could come down in two weeks. You could come down in two weeks. Hint, hint. Okay, fine. We'll watch Twisted Pear. <laughs> You've twisted my hand. You've twisted my pear. <laughs> You've twisted my pear. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe we'll have a, um, a thing for Twisted Pair a couple weeks, but who knows? Uh, and then I, I want to quickly talk about a movie that I saw yesterday, uh, that has, uh, changed my life forever. And it is Fateful Findings. I watched it again. Um, you know, I was, I, I didn't realize how many corrupt politicians and businessmen there were until I watched Fateful Findings. It told, it turned me into a libertarian. I don't, I don't think that driver's licenses need to be a thing. I think they're something that the government is enforcing on us that is bad. And they're probably tracking us through our driver's licenses. There's probably little chips in there. That's why I cut mine in half, actually tried to find it. I couldn't find anything, but it's probably just really small. Need a yeah, it microscope. should be protected under the First Amendment. Yeah, it should be freedom of driving without a license, I think. Yeah. Should be. Exactly. No, but I saw a movie called Hereditary, an A24 oh, joint. Yeah. I didn't know it was an A24 joint until it started, and I'm like, oh, crap, this is going to be weird. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew very little about the movie going in which was a bad, a bad move. Um, yep. I should probably preface, I am probably the biggest weenie when it comes to horror movies. I have tried to watch The Evil Dead. Well, I was surprised that you were like, I'm going to go watch Hereditary. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, 
I wasn't going to question it because I feel like you had to get talked into it anyways. I did not have to get talked into it. I just went on my own accord. Okay. Um, I didn't know anything about it. And I'm like, okay. I, there's this huge gap in my movie knowledge, and it is horror movies. I've seen the classics. I've seen The Shining and Silence of the Lambs and Halloween. Quiet Place. The classics. Um, but I have not seen a lot of uh, modern horror or 2000s, 2010s horror. I've seen a lot of the old stuff. I can handle the old stuff for the most part, unless it's the Evil Dead. I know it's the campiest movie of all time, but the, the special effects are really good, <laughs> and it freaks me out. Um, but I, I knew that Hereditary is... It's kind of known as one of the scariest movies of all time. Um, at least it kind of has that reputation now. A lot of people compare it to The Shining. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I like The Shining. The Shining, I think, is one of the best movies of all time. And I'm not a horror movie guy. That movie's not even really scary. But it's it's a, it's a great um, horror movie. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go watch Hereditary. Um, there's not a single jump scare in the entire movie. Um, there's one, one part where a bird hits a window, but, uh, that's not really a a jump scare in the traditional sense. That's real life. That's real life. (laughs) Um, I, I detest jump scares. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I think when it comes to horror movies, I think jump scares are insanely cheap and really bad like they're they're not a good way to establish a a a horror atmosphere um because what's so great about these classic horror movies like the shining or silence of the lambs there's not like a, a a big spooky face that jumps on the screen and then a loud noise plays it's establishing this really creepy atmosphere where you're not entirely sure what's going on and it's a little eerie, and there's a guy with an axe. I think there's a guy with an axe in both movies. It's been a while since I've seen Silence of the Lambs. But I went into this one. Um, I think I do get the Shining, the Shining parallels, um, except it's like the inverse of the Shining, if that makes any sense. Um, Shining, you know, it's... Um, Jack Torrance, uh, who's Jack Nicholson, just slowly deteriorating mentally over the course of like three hours until this huge climax at the end. Um, this movie is pretty much that. Um, Tony Collette plays the mom. Mm. I love Tony Collette. Tony Collette's great. Uh, you know her from Knives Out. She played the hippie mom. Ah. Um, that's Tony Collette. She is a fantac- fantastic actor. I've not seen her in a lot, but I've seen her in Little Miss Sunshine, Knives Out, and this. And she's fantastic in all those movies. I, I love her very much. Um, so she plays the mom. There's a dude from The Usual Suspects who plays the dad. Um, he's like been in nothing else but those two movies. Um, and then she has a son and a daughter. And the movie starts... Um, the grandmother, who is Tony Collette's mom, uh, she dies and leaves a bunch of stuff to Tony Collette. And so then over the course of the movie, stuff comes out. The rumor come out. Does is scary grandma is dead? Hard to say. Very hard to say. Um... But in the movie, it's not like Tony Collette's not the one going crazy. It's like um, the whole entire world is going crazy. And she's kind of like the anchor where it's like, uh, ooh, it's, it's, it's hard to watch because there's a lot of like gaslighting and betrayal and gatekeeping and girl bossing. Uh, she's not a girl boss, unfortunately. Although, you know what? Actually, yeah, she is. Okay. She's an artist who um, 
her whole thing is that she designs like mini, like miniatures, um, of like different scenes. I don't know. Exactly. Not like that. <laughs> um, but they, they're like very personal events. So like, um, the, one of the things she's working on the beginning of the movie is that she's making like a miniature hospice. That's like all the rooms. And then it's like her and her mom in hospice. Um, so it's like a kind of a way for her to work out her grief a little bit. Um, and then, so then over the course of the movie, those miniatures are kind of like framing devices where it's like, these are the things that she's worried about. These are the things that she's thinking about. Um, and there's like crazy twists and turns. I think I audibly gasped like five times, like legitimately. I have never been more touched by a movie, um, ever. Um, the ending of the movie is one of legitimately one of the, the scariest and most intense things I have ever seen. Um, and I gave it four and a half stars out of five. Honestly, it might be perfect. It's a fantastic movie. It does. It, 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 it's perfect. I don't know. I need to watch it again, but oh, of course you because I think it's going to be one of those where I watch it over and I'm going to start noticing things and it's going to be one of those. And I love movies like that. It's like why I love like American psycho or, um, Oh, why can't I think of a single other movie that does that? The minions Two. the minions Two. and I'm really slacking. Oh, The Sixth Sense. How did I not immediately think of that one? Um, Avatar The Last Year. Avatar. Live action. <laughs> the M. Night Shyamalan joint. Uh, you really notice how bad it is on the second watch. <laughs> I, I, honestly, on the first, first watch. First you're I, just in denial. <laughs> but the second watch is when it really sits in. You know, I don't think I've... Did we watch... We watched that movie on the Boytech yeah. channel, didn't we? Yeah, and I've seen it before then. So watching it the second time was a lot worse than the first time. Because the first time I saw it was before I saw the show, and I thought that the yeah, movie was pretty decent. It's a war crime. But when I was a kid, I was like yeah. 10 or something when that movie came out. Integrity gone. Integrity's gone. I didn't like it the second time. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes you feel better. Um, a little bit. Yeah. So I implore everyone to go watch Hereditary. If you are like me, and is very very picky about your horror movies. I'm not a fan of jump scares, but you're a fan of the kind of of the like kind of atmosphere and the 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 very spooky elements. Um, then watch this movie. It's great, and it's not very long. I think it's like an hour fifty. So it's better than any movie I've ever seen. Two hour fifty. Oh, it's two hours and seven minutes, but oh. that is, it goes by so fast. I, 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 I absolutely mean that. Um, next I'll watch Midsummer. Oh, that's another a 24 joint. Yeah. Um, that one looks really scary. I know, but I love Ari Aster. Wait, hold up. Is this the guy? Bruh. How did it? Okay, so that's the same dude. The same dude did Midsummer and Hereditary. Now I gotta see it. Yeah. There's no way. How do you follow up that movie? People talk about Midsummer just as much. That's crazy. If not more. Okay, so he's the real deal. Yeah. Okay. That's it's crazy that he did Hereditary in 2018 and then Midsummer one year later. Mm-hmm. That's that's insane. Um. Okay, yeah, he's definitely one to look out for. He has a, a movie coming out next year called Disappointment Boulevard. Let's go. Yeah, you know, I'll watch that. Um, yes, so watch Hereditary. Great film. Um, and then I'll pass it on over to Babby for music segment. Well, my God. Um, there's not really a lot at all what uh i listened to like the first four songs of bjork on the drive back and uh i couldn't get into it i feel like i need to to sit down and listen to that with headphones 
I don't think the car is the right environment for that. So <laughs> Probably not. Knowing when to stop is always good. Um, so I will re-listen to that this week, probably, if I feel like it. Um, <laughs> okay. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, the new King Gizzard record's pretty great. Love a, yeah. love a video out on that soon. DM. Um, yeah. What else we got? What else we got? What else we Come got? Come on, say I think something. Carly, Carly Ray Jepsen released a song. Didn't listen to it yet. You know, got word. Just, oh, yeah. well, we got the Taylor Swift track list. Oh, we did. Okay. Did you not know that? Uh, I'm seeing it now. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, she's doing a, a duet with Lana Del Rey. Interesting. Um, yeah, these look like Taylor Swift song titles. Uh huh. So. That's <laughs> pretty much all you have to say about that. I don't think there's <laughs> anything else to add. No, there's nothing really. But you know, the first single is going to be that Lana Del Rey one. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, Bor Campen has, or Kevin, has uh, said that the, the last Brockhampton album is coming this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I think No Cap was the title. Don't know if that's still the title. <laughs> I don't think that album um, cover is real. On album of the year, the album has now changed to album that is finished and ready to go. So I really hope that <laughs> is the album title. That would be a good album. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that'll be coming eventually. Uh, Nickelback's got an album coming out next month. I'm super what? excited for that one, right, personally. That's awesome. I mean, with, the, with this with this album cover, I'm so excited. It's got like a, it looks like one of those shirts that you get um, in Florida at like <laughs> a, a surf shop with like really bad souvenir shirts. It's just like a really weird van. Yeah, yeah that's that's oh. awful. Yeah, that's a bad album cover. Um, it's live reaction. Yeah. Really bad. Live reaction. So that'll be coming if anybody's interested in that. Are we going to do a reaction to it? Um, that, could, <laughs> Let's get that it. could be interesting. No, I don't want to do that. It could be interesting. How long is it? <laughs> I don't know. We don't have any info on it. It yet. comes out on November 18th. Out. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all we know. Um. These these albums are way out for release dates. Never mind. I was going to talk about some of those, but those are like too far out to even talk about. Um, in terms of things I've listened to, uh, the new Billy Woods record is growing on me so much. I feel like that happens with most of these, but oh my god, um, this thing keeps raising in my rankings. So, uh, really, really, really good record. I've been jamming it way more than I thought I would be. Um, the only other thing I really listened to this week was uh, were. Uh, W-H-I-R-R um, I listened to their 2012 album Sway We actually just got a request to do their 2019 record um, We did So I'm kind of ahead of the curve here uh, When did that happen? But yeah, this is pretty sick like A couple weeks ago, I think oh. Or a week ago or something um, But yeah, this, this is pretty cool I, I need to listen to it more Um very heavy on shoegazy type stuff. Um, they label themselves as a punk band. I could see that, um, but it's it's heavy. It's it's what I want for stuff like this. Um, it, it's just a part of my brain that I like. So, uh, yeah, there's there's some ambient sections in it. It's kind of chill. Um, tracks are kind of like spread out um, a longer lengths, which I always like. Um, but yeah, pretty good record. Um, I'm excited if we do a video on the other stuff. I think I, I think I put that record on my list as well. Okay, I, I, I have not I added it to the I fan wheel, so I must not have uh, seen that one. Whenever we heart comments, it disappears for the other person, so it's hard to. No, I, I have the review status as. Uh, oh, okay. Any of them? Unless that I'll person just, deleted it. It's possible. I am not seeing it, but I'll keep if looking. So, you keep talking mind, about so. great m- music. Great music. Yeah, but this is a pretty good record. Need to listen to it more. Um, I think that's it. That's literally all I did all week was just listen to the stuff that has already come out. That's it. Um, You call yourself a true music nerd? Yep. I do. Wow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. do. (laughs) I'm just enjoying everything. There's a lot of good stuff out. So. Yes, I have been enjoying 
I'm still listening to the, the Denzel Curry Deluxe. I'm still yeah, listening too. to freaking Paper Mache Dream Balloon video coming out later today. Whoa. This one's a good one. Don't Our miss other it. videos are bad. Those all suck. They're so bad. I think I did. I thought I did some funny edits. I don't know. I got up really. <laughs> I <early>. don't remember. <laughs> I got up really early this morning, and then I couldn't go back to bed. So then I just edited. You just video. edited a video. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So I don't yeah, remember, but, but I remember that there's something funny in it. So. But taking a step back, enjoying music as you should, instead no. of just blowing through it for content. So, kind of chilling, listening to all these records. Um, yeah. I mean, we might, we might do a fan marathon again in the next coming months or so. So Yeah, it'll be coming up uh, relatively soon. Probably before yeah. the month is out, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. We're at the beginning of this month, so. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for that. We have a ton of stuff on that wheel, so. Yes, I have to add a bunch of stuff to the wheel, too. It's going to yeah. be, that website's going to break. Probably. So that that's everything. Okay. I, it's kind of a slow week. That's so sad. I'm saying the last week was like too much. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was in like true. five albums in one day last week. Yeah. I guess we need that time to kind yeah. of chill. Um, yeah. So great podcast, everyone. Be sure to sign the petition to get Charles Martinet to be to Mario. And then we'll reconvene back uh, next week. Okay. Do you have any closing words for our audience, Paul? Three. <laughs>